Welcome to A Fruitful Life, a podcast featuring the teaching ministry of Rick Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. And now, A Fruitful Life. Hello, and welcome to A Fruitful Life with Rick Clendenin. Today, Brother Rick continues the message entitled, The Blind Versus the Deaf. On the last broadcast, He introduced this message by bringing us two things that he wanted us to know about finding our place in the kingdom of God. Then he taught us the difference between walking by faith and sight and read his text taken from Mark chapter 10 verses 46 through 52. On this broadcast, he answers the question, why do bad things happen if God is alive and how do we need to hear from God? And now, here's Brother Rick. For, Lord, we pray your kingdom come and your will be done in us, in earth, as it is in heaven, in Jesus' name. And everyone in agreement together said, Amen. Now, this is a beautiful story. It takes place in one of the most historical places on earth, Jericho. How many has been to Israel? Hold up your hand. If you've been to Israel before, you've been down to Jericho, I'm sure. Anybody else? You've been to Israel? You've been down to Jericho? Okay, Jericho sits down at the end of the Jordan Valley. The word Jericho, when we think about it, we think about Joshua leading the battle at Jericho. and The walls tumbled down. It was the first of ten cities that God had commissioned Israel to conquer. That's why when Achan took what belonged to the Lord. See, the word tenth means tithe. It means ten percent. Jericho was the tithing city of God. So when Achan took the things, the Babylonian garment and the silver, and dug a first basement and hid it in the tent, he became cursed by God. Why? Because he touched what belonged to God. And if they would have given everything to God out of that first tent, all the other cities would have been conquered with no problem. I'm a firm believer that everybody tithes. Some of them just don't do it at the church. But if you don't freely give it, you'll change a tire or something of this week, wash machine, hot water heater. But anyway, I know you don't like that, so I'm going to move along. I can kind of tell. The first belongs to the Lord. I said the first belongs to the Lord. It's very important for you to understand that. God's not needing your money. He's setting on go. He's trying to get you his money if he can trust you so Jericho is a place of tithe it's a place of memorial but the word means fragrant and the reason it means fragrant is it sets in the Jordan Valley and if you know anything about Israel there's a sea of Galilee to the north that flows down 120 miles downward to the sea of the Dead Sea And there's fish and there's all kind of productivity. In fact, it is one of the most fruitful valleys in the world. They grow every kind of crop you can imagine. They have incredible fruits and vegetables. And that whole valley is mixed with a fragrance. And the word Jericho means fragrant place. I want to ask you to do me a favor. If you would just close your eyes. How many can hear that little buzzing sound? You hear that? 
How many notice that your other senses are heightened, your smell, everything you're doing? Just by closing one gate, the other gates seem to have more sensitivity. Now, why do you close your eyes when you pray? Where did that come from anyway? How many of you know when we pray, we automatically bow our heads, we all close our eyes, don't we? See, the reason is because sometimes we need to close our eyes to fully see. And here's this man who is blind. So what you're doing right now, this is his everyday life. But his nose is very sensitive. He can smell all these fragrant aromas, yet he can't see the fruit they come from. He can't see the flowers that's blooming. He can just smell that something's productive, but not his life. There's an aroma of the presence of God, but he don't, he can't see. He can't see. And this describes a lot of people in the world. They know something's there, but they just can't get a hold of it. They're groping in the darkness because they know something's better than where they are. Are you listening to me? But they just can't get a hold of it. This is Barnabas. He's in the valley of fragrance. He can smell, but he can't see. Jericho is also located by the Dead Sea. In fact, you can throw a rock from the Dead Sea to Jericho. And the Dead Sea is the lowest place on the planet. It is the lowest above or below sea level as any place in this whole world, the Dead Sea. He's at a place that is known for death. The Dead Sea has no fish in it, though the Galilee and the Jordan River flow into it, and they're teeming with fish. And there's more chemicals in the Dead Sea than any one mineral deposit on earth. I was sharing with somebody this morning at the church that one of my staff members is in Israel right now, and she texts us that she's going swimming in the Dead Sea. I laughed. Because if you've ever been to the Dead Sea and you stick your hand in it, you know why I'm laughing. Because it's just like sticking your hand in Crisco oil. It's got the slimiest, nastiest, filthiest feel you ever had in your life. You can't wash it off. I bet you I washed my hand ten times trying to get the Dead Sea water off my hand. It's like sticking it in oil. She's going swimming. And I thought to myself, I'm going to let her experience that. It'll take her days to get her hair fixed and clean. And What are you saying? I'm saying it reeks of death, but there's a smell of fragrance. Do you understand what I'm saying? Did you know Jesus speaks of himself that way? He said he's an aroma of life unto life to those that are alive. But he's aroma of death unto death to those that are dying. In the same place, there's a reeking of death the smell of life. He's blind, you know. He's trying to figure out what he's smelling, what he's experiencing. Jesus passes through the place of productivity, yet there's nothing happens. He passes through Jericho, and Jericho is this fragrant valley, so nobody thinks they need him. Have you ever felt like God shrunk and grew according to what your needs are in your life? When people are in problems, God shrinks down real small. When everything's going great, God's real big, man. He's a big God. Everything's going great. Then all things turn, and you can put him in your pocket. 
God doesn't change. It's your perception of God that changes. Based on the problems you're going through. I was raised a 14th child of a coal miner in Harlan County. Okay? We didn't have G.I. Joe, Jane. We didn't even know they existed, that whole family. We didn't have toys. You entertained yourself when I was a kid. Mom didn't buy toys. We was trying to buy food. We was trying to buy clothes. 14 youngins to feed Jesus. Help them. They ought to get a free pass to heaven. So when I was a kid, we used to entertain ourselves. And did you know how we did it? I'm going to show you. I used to close one eye and take my finger, and I'd look up at a light bulb. We didn't have these beautiful shades of chandeliers. We just had a bulb hanging down on a cord. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I don't know what generation that shade got busted, but thank God I didn't get blamed for it. But anyway, I'd lay there with my finger like this, and I'd bring my finger close to my eye, and the whole room would vanish. And then I'd get it back out. I told you I was poor. But anyway, I'd do this for hours sometimes. Watching the room shrink because my finger got too close to my eye. That's our view of God many times. The problems we're facing makes God non-visible because we're too close to our problem. God doesn't shrink. You're just too close to what's affecting you. You can't get a real glimpse of what he's really like because you have been shadowed by the things that are too close to your eyes that you can't really see God for who he is. Your problems have gotten bigger than the God who can solve them. Your circumstances override your faith and therefore you're in desperation this morning. You can see but you can't hear him. And you feel alone. Wow. I think I got your attention now. Why did nothing happen in Jericho? Because people didn't think they needed him. Boy, if that don't describe America. We're so independent, bless God. We're so self-sufficient. We think we don't need God anymore. How many of you know we may need him in a few days? We may recognize our need like they did when they come over on a boat here. We can change our opinion. How many of you know? We can back off and realize God's bigger than what we're facing. We need to learn to cry out to him. See, what you need to understand is God's not swayed by what you're facing. I have people come up to me and say, Brother Rick, if God is real, why is children starving across the earth? If God's real, why is there hurricanes and earthquakes and people suffering if God is real? And I explained to them, God is real, and what you're failing to realize, so is the devil. Yeah, he's real too. And people say, do you really believe in the devil? Yeah, I sure do. I've had people tell me, oh, the devil, he's chained. If it is, it's a long critter. I've been around the world 35 times. Everywhere I've been, he's there. So if he's on a chain, it is a long chain. The devil is real. And what you got to understand is God is not moved by need alone. If he was, it wouldn't be a hungry child today. We're working in a city of Bangalore, India. There is 50,000 homeless children in that one city. It's overwhelming. Why hadn't God done something? Because God's not moved by need. He's moved by faith of those people that recognize their need. 
So not, God's not just going to meet your need if he's God. No, God's going to meet your need when you realize he's God. And when you cry out to him because you've realized he's God. Faith moves God, not need. Because God's not going to intrude in your life just because he has a plan for your life. He's going to come by invitation only. Do you hear me? So it's very important to understand what's going on. James in chapter 4 verse 2 says, we have not because we, say it loud. In other words, we don't have because we're not praying. We're not asking God to help us. We're just expecting God to help us. And then when he don't help us, we blame him when we didn't even pray. Amen? Let's learn some lessons from a blind man and see if we can hear. Yeah, I said it right. Let's learn lessons from a blind man to see if we can hear. Because Barnabas can't see, but he heard something. Faith comes by Faith don't come by seeing. Many of us would be better if we just close our eyes for a week, walk around and listen. We might hear God if we ever closed out the circumstances that's screaming at us. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast from A Fruitful Life. We hope that you'll tell your friends and family about the podcast. And if you like, join us on social media by liking our AFL Facebook page or by following Brother Rick's posts on Twitter. You can also find us on the web at afruitfullife.org. A Fruitful Life is the radio and media ministry of Rick and Debbie Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. You may find out more about Brother Rick's life and legacy by visiting our website. Once again, that's afruitfullife.org. Thanks for listening.